cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm M, and that's Autumn. Uh, vengeance doesn't solve anything, actually, if you think about it. You know, what? what is Vengeance really? Uh... <laughs> I gave uh, about five minutes consideration to, are, are we going to change the name of the podcast? And then I was like, I neither have time to edit new audio intro together or do new art. So no, we're not changing the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, but Batman is over for a little while. Batman is temporarily over. <laughs> Um, this is the final episode where we talk about Batman the series for at least at least a couple weeks. I mean, we're going to do sub zero probably between seasons one and two Superman, but Super, Superman season one is only 13 episodes long. Oh, really? So, OK. Huh. Yes. Um, yeah, we watched Mask of the fucking Phantasm, though, this time. And this movie's fucking yeah. good. <laughs> uh, we're not even going to summarize it. It's Mask of the Goddamn Phantasm. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. You should watch Mask of the Phantasm. It's 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 the best Batman movie. I feel pretty confident. It's still the best Batman movie. Yeah, I was like, I like halfway into this movie, I was like, I think this is the best Batman movie. And then after, like, going into it, I was like, I, I in my heart, this is the best Batman movie. And halfway mm-hmm. through, I did a little gut check. Still the best Batman movie. And then afterward, I was like looking at other Batman movies. Like, is there anything that even comes close? No, not really. <laughs> Um, I have an outsized affection for uh, Batman and Robin that it probably doesn't deserve, but I do love it. Yeah. Um, I love Batman 66. Great film. Uh, I've never seen that one, actually. Um, It's really good. Um, And I like the Michael Keaton ones well enough. We've talked about those. We did episodes. Yeah. I, I Batman Returns is maybe like the third or fourth best Batman movie. I really like Batman yeah. Returns, but it's not on this level. Uh, I mean, here's the thing is like when I when I'm like, what's number two? It's like, well, it's Return of the Joker, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even that didn't enter my consideration. I'm I might like Return of the Joker better than this movie. Maybe no, that's that's definitely not the case for me. <laughs> now, not a million years. Um, number two for me is either Return of the Joker or Batman and Robin. Those sit kind of equal in my heart. Um, man, Batman and Robin is so good. <laughs> Batman and Robin is so good. <laughs> so it's weird because, like, I've seen this movie, Mask of Phantasm. We're talking about Mask of Phantasm, like, a dozen times. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in theaters in '93 when it aired, when it premiered. I'm so um, jealous. <laughs> I've seen it in theaters since then, in like repertory showings. Um, and it's great. I love it every time. But it's one of those where it's like because I've just seen it. I had the comic book as a kid of it, so I like read the comic adaptation multiple times. I just always go, "Is it really as good as I think it is, or is it just like, or I'm just like coasting on inertia?" And it's actually just like, like a lot of the show when we revisited it, there's right. a lot of problems. 
and when I watch this, I'm like, no, no, no. This is just what Batman the Animated Series does well. Yes. hundred uh, percent. They just turned it all up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was why I had this sort of like gut check thing of like, do I think this is the best Batman movie? Because like that is just sort of like the iner- yeah, the inertia, like you said. That's why I had to keep gut checking myself. But no, this movie is just fucking great, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is because this is a movie about Bruce Wayne and his maladaptive behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking so much about um, uh, Harley Quinn as... Um... Yes. <laughs> As Bruce's therapist? Yes, Yes, me too. (laughs) Because fucking Alfred tries. Alfred gives him a little pep talk at the end of this movie. And Alfred's pep talk is, well, vengeance is bad. But, you know, when you do it, it's fine, Bruce. So get out there, slugger. (laughs) You've never murdered anyone yet. And you've been doing it a long time. So I think you would have by now if you're going to. So it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) Um. He's like back when we were back when we were first starting this. I thought well, someday you'd come home covered in blood, having killed seventeen people, and you never did. So now I'm chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's specifically the best scene in the movie where he goes to the the Wayne's grave, his parents' grave, and just goes. I didn't plan for being happy. I don't know how to process enjoying life. I, I thought I would devote myself to a purpose and that would be enough. And now suddenly there's this other thing where I'm like a person again and I don't know how to fucking handle it. I I didn't cry, but I, I, I had a little sniffle when he said- We, extre- what, we both of us extremely relate to this. Is the thing. What was it? He said like- I want it to be different or something like that. Yes. Let, please let it yeah. be different. That's the line where I was like, oh, yeah. man, off. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Bruce. <laughs> please, I need it to be different now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't see this coming. I didn't count on being happy. Please tell me that it's okay. <laughs> man, Kevin Conroy putting in work in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin Conroy said, I won't show up for the last episode of this of the show, but I will show up for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, this is also like, like I, I think the cast does such a good job of this. Like, I think, um, I think Mark Hamill is a little more dialed in than he has been the last couple times of the show. Like the last, oh, yeah. I mean, it's worth it's worth pointing that out. This air, like, we did not do this in order. This came out late '93. The show where we finished is like late '94. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, yeah, and like. Um, Mark Hamill, like in the show, he's got the character down. And so sometimes he shows Mm -hmm. up and he's just doing the character. This felt like, hey, this is the movie. I need to, you know, put my best foot forward. Um, Joker like really works in this movie for me. It helps that like he I forgot he doesn't show up till halfway through. I kind of remember this being more of a Joker movie than it is. No, you know, no. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, and he basically is like a, a third act gotcha that the Joker's actually here. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the phantasm. I, um, I can't believe. So last time, Bruce uh, photoshopped a guy and said, what if he looked different? Wouldn't he be the Joker? And everybody was like, oh, my yes. God. And in this movie, he draws one line on a picture and he's like, oh, my God, it's the Joker. <laughs> He can't keep doing this. He does. He keeps doing the same thing of like, look at this different guy. What if he was the Joker? <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. This this feels much more spun out of like the Tim Burton Batman, right? Where for it's sure like he he was a mob enforcer guy, and now he's the Joker, and everyone kind of doesn't realize that they're the same guy. Like they know who the Joker is, and they remember that weird guy who was the heavy back mm-hmm. in the day. Um. And uh, the, all of the mobster guys are just like, it's like Abe Vigoda and Dick Miller. Like they just get 
classic yeah. guys yeah. with voices. And I'm so fucking glad that this isn't like Roland Daggett or like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's they literally it's weird because like this ends up because the Joker stuff doesn't have Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no dick mm-hmm. like this feels. And because of some of the adaptation traces made in what they do in the movie, it feels almost like it's like out of the continuity of the main show like this. This. This lifts heavily from Batman Year One. This could be, it's not obviously because we see the Batman Year One stuff in it as like flashback. Right. But this feels like it happens before anything that's in Batman the Demon series almost, right? Yeah, for sure. Because it feels like, especially like the last stretch of season two gets a little more oriented toward the Bat family. And, you know, we yeah. got all those episodes of uh, villains um, wanting to redeem themselves and not doing so. That this mm-hmm. this feels so out of step with where the show ended. Um, it feels a little more like what are the essentials? What are the basics of Batman the animated series? And like when you boil it down to um, like <clears throat> the stuff that makes the show good at its core, you know. Yeah. Um, and that is that is a very sad Batman and a bunch of noir. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all the stuff about like these mobsters all getting mob hit and everyone thinks that the Batman's gone off the deep end and um, all that's really good. Uh, Andrea coming back in and there's like the slimy guy who's the accountant who's sidling up to her. Uh, I, it just is like it just leans into like, you know, a 30s and 40s movie. Like that's the that's the thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's Batman, but that's mostly it's mostly about sad people, misconnections and like what could have been. Yeah, and the heart it's, of noir. It it's 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 one of the only Batman movies that remembers that he's a detective. You know, mm-hmm. and it would be so easy to do. Hey, it's Batman the Animated Series as a movie. We're gonna go really big with the action, with the bombast. But it really like it doesn't go big. The 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 one time the one time it goes big is the like choir intro with the cg gotham um (laughs) it's so good it feels like massive and sweeping and then the the story itself is so stripped back that it's like what that it well it's weird because like this i mean so i was reading on the production and they had like two million dollars and eight months to make this movie that's insane it was originally gonna it was originally gonna be a direct direct video movie and then um, they were working on the CG thing first, like the big panning shot at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warner Brothers saw that and were like, well, we're going to put this in theaters because you're like, you've got something here. This is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and uh, at the same time, like because they were just doing TV production, but a little longer, um, they wrote a script that was like meant to be on like one VHS tape. So it's 75 minutes when they could have gotten 90. Right. Right. Oh, and um, and also they were getting like the the storyboards back and it was like the show it like it wasn't it wasn't boarded like a movie right like right. no one went into this with like we need to make sure it's really showy mm-hmm. and really expensive looking there's no sakuka batman here right <laughs> um but but it gives it an aura where um when they do pull off the things they couldn't do on television where like there's blood there's smoking mm-hmm. batman actually punches people in the face um <laughs> it's in widescreen that's like a the, the shift is like really subtle but it ma- it makes the emotional content feel better to me because it just feels like a bigger slightly more serious version of the show it feels like a refresh of the show and not just a whole new thing right and like <clears throat> like one of the ones that jumped out to me in a big way cuz it was like it was showy. There's there's the bit where the police are after Batman 
Um, and it does the year one thing where he's in like the bombed out building and he's trying to get away. Yeah, it's sick. Um, it's sick. <laughs> it's sick. And um, he he sends the like little guardrail thing with the cape and cowl yeah. on it, and they shoot it up. And the animation on the shooting up of the cape is so good, and it feels like like guns are being used in a way where like people fire guns. Uh, here and there, but like you wouldn't see Batman's cape getting riddled with bullets in the show usually. And so it feels like a subtle little bit of like being more flashy without going like over the top with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and partially that just means that the, the movie just has a restraint that I really like about it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like really on model, like, which has been a problem with the show sometimes. So that's a plus. Um, and, but the showy bits are like the opening sequence. There's like one really great bit that I can't find a good screenshot of where like right before the conversation with the Joker, there's a bit where Batman's like running through this, like this, like almost like this, it's like the, it's at the world's fair. So there's exhibition hall where there's like light coming in through these arches on the left. Yeah. And it's just like the shape of Batman moving from light and darkness over and over again. it's just like one of those really subtle, like, man, you just made an iconic design that looks good moving in and out of light. Right. Right. Um, I also think about the, um, the bit where the slimy accountant guy gets Joker toxin. Um, yes. And the doctors leave the room and they turn out the lights. And then you see like the silhouette of Batman, like the, the or the shadow of Batman, like coming in through the window and the guy leans up and yeah. he says, Oh no. And it's so fucking good. <laughs> Um, the whole bit with him, like being interrogated as he is, you know, suffering the Joker toxin is really good. I think it's like the best version of Joker toxin stuff in this, uh, in this show. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it comes after, you know, like, like, cause Joker, Joker shows up in his like killing joke hat. Um, and he, he like Joker toxins, the one guy and his, his, when he Joker toxins the the Sal Sal the guy with the breathing thing, um, it's like the the smile is wider and like it feels more it feels like grosser and darker than the show would normally get to you know. Um, I guess I think of it as his Killing Joke hat, but it's probably his Tim Burton Batman hat. I guess I don't know. Um, no, I think this is much more from the comics. Yeah. Um, is that going to send? No, it did not. Damn. No. Data, image, JPEG, base 64, et cetera, et cetera. I, mean, I think it's going to send as a PNG. That's the worst there part. There we go. I hate this. Oh, well, it's, but it I, is it's, sent, it's but it's GIF. tiny. <laughs> it's supposed to be a GIF. Is it a GIF? No, it is not, but that's fine. Yeah. I know the shot you're talking about. Yeah. Um... But um, yeah, the Joker stuff's good because he he feels menacing. It feels like his intrusion in the plot is like just kind of random. Like he 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 wants to believe Batman's not killing guys, so he proves that. But then he just decides to fuck with Phantasm, right? Like that's mm-hmm. his whole thing. Um, and it's only incidental that he's roped into the actual plot. He mostly was just there because he's like Batman's not killing anybody. Well, and it um the thing um. Then at the the end when Batman's fighting him, I had this moment of being like, why is Batman even fighting Joker right now? Like Joker's like, you know, barely involved in this. And it just feels like Batman just gets so swept up in like being mad about everything that's going on. And he's like, I'm just going to take it all out on the Joker. And it's like such a good moment for the character, I think. <clears throat> um, yes. Because like, yes, 
he's Batman. It's his job to send Joker back to prison. But like, this is not a Joker movie. It doesn't feel like, oh, you know, this was all leading to a big confrontation between Batman and Joker. It just feels like Batman's fighting him to get something out of the system, you know? (laughs) And Batman's ready to fucking die about it, too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think the ending is, like, kind of understated, but I do love everything exploding. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Andrea holding on to the Joker as she, like, disappears in the smoke, Mm -hmm. uh, leaving it, uh, you know, in the air, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, It's all really good. Um, And and then, you know, the bit... The... the the bit at the end where Alfred gives the pep talk doesn't really land for me, but like Batman finding the 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 necklace in the Batcave and it's like, oh, she must have left this here. Um, that's good. I really like um the bit with her on the boat and yeah. fucking Jughead comes out to hit <laughs> on her. <laughs> I was really glad. I I I didn't remember for a minute. I was like, um, I was like, oh, this guy's got a fucking harasser. And he just, even this guy's like, wow, that lady's sad. I'm going to leave her alone. <laughs> yeah, she's too fucking sad. Um, yeah. Um, the other part uh, bears mention uh, Bruce's Bruce's uh, Gotham season five vigilante outfit that he puts on <laughs> in the flashback. Why does why does young Bruce his face looks more Tim Drake than it does, uh, or not Tim Drake. His face looks more Dick Grayson than it looks Bruce Wayne. I don't know what's up with that, but it was weird to me. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like so much of it is like when he has the hair slicked back, he just looks like a different guy. Yes, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> because all the faces in the show are basically the same. So um, I think they, un- I think they maybe narrow his jaw a little bit, but yeah, he looks, he just looks different. Um, and they never really show the Batman outfit, uh, even though we have had the design of like, it's the one with the the no color and the pouches and the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, him going around in his stupid uh, <laughs> ski mask and, <laughs> and leather jacket is very goofy. I really like he beats up the guys and he saves the person uh, who is tied up and he goes, yes. <laughs> yes. Such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Um, um, the, uh, the part where when he first puts on the Batman costume, Alfred's like, oh my, yes, <laughs> the scariest thing I've ever seen yes. is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, also Alfred with black hair in the flashbacks. That's it's criminal. I hate it. It's, it's vile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, this does have. One of my favorite Alfred quips, I feel like I've been really mean to Alfred through this episode so far, so I need to say, uh, Alfred's little quip where he's like, um, you're the sanest person I know, uh, Master Wayne. Also, I uh, polished all your batarangs and refilled your, uh, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> refilled your like, toxin g- g- grenades or whatever, your smoke grenades. Yes. <laughs> it's very silly. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Um. Yeah, this is just a great, up, great, uh, great movie. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne needs to learn how to be happy. Will he ever figure it out? Probably not. No. Season four of Harley Quinn. He's gonna figure it out. I promise you. It's. It's. Everything's gonna go really well for him. I. I believe in him. <laughs> it's weird because, like, while I am, I'm pretty much always pulling for Bruce Wayne. My. My internal like 
idealized vision of Batman as like a property is a Bruce that never actually does figure it out. It's just that his kids figure it out like under him and Mm -hmm. around him and beyond him. And he's kind of left sad, right? Batman (laughs) Return of the Joker coming to a podcast feed near you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like I like a world in which all the Robins and all the Batgirls and Huntress and everyone else can figure it out. But somehow Bruce has never put it together. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he does, it's fleeting and he self-sabotages because he's fucking Bruce Wayne. And that's the only thing he knows how to do. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love him. (laughs) Yes. But also, I it doesn't like make him he never I don't like it when it's like he's truly like no one can reach him. He's he's just a man of when he's like everyone's a soldier in my war bruce wayne i always find that one a little tedious like mm-hmm. he's got a kid like damien damien fixed a lot of my problems with bruce wayne where at the end of the day he's got a rambunctious rowdy ninja son mm-hmm. uh who lightens him up a lot yes even though dick and tim and jason are out there doing their own stupid bullshit and some of it's really bad uh you'll always have damien around to be goofy yes and like yeah um <clears throat> I had a thought spinning out of that, and I've totally lost it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but yeah, um, I also, I think that Andrea works better than, like, so many of the love interests they try to give him. So many of the, like, they've given him, like, seven old flames in the course of this TV show. And for yeah. for some reason, Andrea works better than any of them to me well this is the one they've actually invested in right they've given her a character she has a point of view she basically immediately susses out his deal even if she doesn't know about the like the batman thing doesn't happen yet but like she knows the kind of man bruce is like just has him pegged as like a person Mm -hmm. um and so the batman stuff's incidental even if he's not batman yet but even if he had been she would know that he's a guy who believed that he didn't have room in his life to have emotions and suddenly is in love and doesn't know how to deal with it and uh you know she's okay with that Well, and like, you know, in my head, I kind of remembered there's like a scene where she sees him take off the mask or something, but it's, it's not that what it is, is she just sees Batman at the grave and she understands, you know, yeah. even, even with him running away, even, you know, like she doesn't need to, she doesn't need to see him take the mask off, you know? Yes. Um, and so then when he comes to her hotel room later and she says, if anyone's controlled by uh, their parents around here, it's you. It's like, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's good. It's so it, good. I mean, the, the part where she's also secretly moonlighting as a masked vigilante is uh, this is why this works. Right. They're the same person. Ultimately. Totally. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I know that like there's like a couple follow ups to I know Phantasm has showed up in. There's like a sequel to this in Batman Adventures, the comics, um, and has shown up in DC continuity, maybe. But I like that there is there is a there is a brief cameo in a Justice League episode. But that's that's the only one I can think of. Off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I, I like that they've had the good sense to mostly leave this character alone, you know? Yes. Um, And just like let this movie stand on its own in a lot of ways. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I don't know that I have a ton more to say about it. I think it's just a fantastic fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. It, it's uh, Mass Defenses. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's short and it's really good. Yeah. Thank God this movie is only 75 minutes, by the way. 
I would love to see what they would add in a in a like a ninety minute version. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, um I was trying to see if I could find like a commentary from like uh Deanie and Tim. Couldn't couldn't find anything. Um, yeah, no. I'd like now that we've wrapped up the the show to or seasons one and two to like read through. I know there's that big art book that's got commentary about the making of the show. Um, I'd love to like dig up a little more production stuff about this show in general. Um, cause yeah, mm. I had no idea how cheap this movie was and how, like how it came in like screaming hot. Like I did not realize, yeah. um, uh, how tight the deadlines were and stuff on this movie. Um, so, uh, yeah. If, if people know, if people know besides that one big, um, art book they put out where I could find more information about the production, please let us know in the discord. Yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, next week we are fucking skipping town. No more Gotham city. We are off to metropolis as we watch the last son of Krypton parts one, two, and three. Cause they just made a movie yeah. again. Yeah. Um, man, last son of Krypton's fucking good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- I remember um, I a couple of years ago, I did not fully rewatch Superman, the animated series, but I watched this. Mm-hmm. I watched um, a couple other highlights. There's like a Brainiac episode I remember really liking. And of course, mm-hmm. the, the New Gods episode that I watched, like, I don't know. I've watched that New Gods episode like a dozen times uh, or it's a two parter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, last last son of Krypton is fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I uh, this is uh, like because of my age, Batman uh, fever uh, was just ever present because the the movies and everything. Um, but I didn't see anything other than this show for Superman for like I didn't watch this really at the time. I was like, oh, I like Batman. Superman seems stupid. Um, but like even when I finally did watch a show in like my late teens or whatever, I didn't see any. Other, I didn't see like the Christopher Reeve Superman for years after this. This is my defining Superman mm-hmm. is this show. Um, and Justice League, mostly Justice League, but I do like the show quite a bit. Um, I have a, so I'm excited to go back and see how it holds up because I haven't looked, I haven't watched this in ten years. I have um, when you know people talk about like Kevin Conroy is a very definitive performance of Batman, but I can at yes. least accept other Batmans. Genuinely, like when I hear Tim, other people, people other than Tim Daly, it sounds wrong. Like Superman is Tim Daly in a in a really big way. Um, especially because, uh, like I came in through, uh, in a big way, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which like that is a Superman show, uh, in a big way, not all the time, but there's a lot of Superman in that show. So Tim Daly, there's way more Superman than there is Batman. That's for for fucking sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm excited to get into it. Also, I don't, I've never, I've only read one issue of the, um, Superman Adventures comic, so I'm not gonna like we're not gonna turn that into like a project along with the show, but I should poke at that no. because I know like Scott McCloud writes that, and I know I've heard people describe Superman Adventures as the only good Mark Miller comic. <laughs> okay, so sure, yeah. <clears throat> um, the eventually we'll get into the uh, brief period of George Newbern Superman. Actually, I like George Newbern Superman. It's it's different. Um. um I'm trying to remember George Newbern Superman. Uh, uh, is that an actor who takes over the mantle? I don't remember. 
Um, if I remember correctly, he's he's the Superman voice in the first season of Justice League. Is that correct? Is it really? Huh. I must be remembering. That's true. George Newbern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He replaces Tim Daly just in Justice League. Period. Yeah. 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 Oh, weird. Okay. Well, now I sound dumb. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. fine. Um, yeah, they and s- it's just a different take on the character. Huh. Yeah, I, d- I, I didn't remember that at all. Okay. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. I guess he's also um, in yeah, four he was, episodes he had, of he had, he had something else he was. He had something else he was doing when they did Justice League, so hmm. could not be part of that. Um, I can never remember. Is Static Shock part of the DCAU or not? Um... Yes, I believe in I believe like big like big picture that is true, though. I don't think it crosses over in any way that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only cro- don't quote me on this because I've never actually watched that static shock. I read it um, and obviously it's a very different thing. But I think static shock leads into the Zeta project, which has ties to Batman Beyond. I think that's I, that I think works. that is true. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, and static static eventually does show up in Justice League. Like, okay. Static's there. Right, 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 right. I think it's in that future episode. Like, he's part of the Justice League in the, in the Batman Beyond future, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. Because I, I feel like I remember a gray-haired Static in those episodes. But it's been a long, like I said, it's been a long time. Hmm. Um, I can't... <laughs> I'm still getting over, like, I just randomly remembered that, like, I don't think I'd seen or at least hadn't seen Epilogue in a long time before we did this show. I'm just remembering when I watched Epilogue and showed up on this podcast, like, what the fuck is that? I like Epilogue, but it's a weird thing, especially that I didn't remember it. I like it a lot. Yeah, (laughs) it is a lot. Um... All right, we're clearly done yeah. here. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportodd.io. That'll take you to our Patreon page where you can support all the shows that we do. Um, a dollar a month gets you this podcast and a bunch of others early, and $5 a month gets you bonus episodes of Coffee and Comic Books and Artist Arcanum and some other stuff. So, yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. You can find all my podcasts at normalmapping.com. We are going to have a new episode of a normal mapping coming out next week. That's uh, just a segment one from our normal podcast extended to a whole episode because um, we're about to record a Chrono Cross episode that has a very tight time limit. And so we had to break this out because I have uh, like seven Resident Evil games to talk about, I think. <laughs> I kind of went. I kind of went on an adventure the last month, um, and then uh, Reptoy Screenings, ReptoyScreenings.com. We have an episode on Tampopo that will be out on Monday, um, so probably the same day as this, depending on when Autumn edits this podcast. I just, uh, I just caught up on the high noon episode of Repertory Screenings, and that's a really good episode of that show. <clears throat> yeah, high noon, great film. Um, I've never seen it. It's pretty good. It's also short. We've been, we've been trying to watch short ones because of motor movie nights. Yeah, so. makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, your time on motor movie night is coming to an end soon, so you'll be free oh. soon. Oh, it's so nice. All right. Uh, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you come back next week to talk about Superman. It'll be fun. Um, cause I have way more, like I have way less mental pre like preconceptions of what Superman's supposed to be. So we can just kind of talk about the episodes uh-huh. uh, a little more probably, but, um, 
I remember liking that show and I I feel like it's a show people tend to discount. So maybe we'll find a lot of value there. Yeah. Maybe we'll hate it. Who could say that would be a real shame though. <laughs> if we're just like, if we're just like, God, the fucking parasite again. When's dark side show up? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Batman. Batman. Batman.